I'm Carrie Benedett, and this is my podcast, Thriving Matters, where you will find tools to revitalize you and your relationships, whether at work or in your personal life. Well, a little bit about me I'm an education consultant specializing in emotional intelligence, and I use creative approaches that empower people with proven processes. I'm known for my high energy passion and compassion for those in need of help. And I like to shine a spotlight on what we can do. I'm here to bring positivity, confidence and strength every day, everywhere. My mantra in life has been, let's give it a red hot shot. Listeners, Harry Benedict here with another episode of Thriving Matters podcast and Oh my gosh, you are going to fall in love with Dr. Joe Ashenbrenner. All uh, I we have a, a very interesting connection. Joe and I have met through somebody else, all du- all online during COVID a couple of years ago. But more importantly, Joe is an ordinary gal who's doing the most extraordinary things in life and work, and that's why she's our guest. So how are you, Joe? I'm so fine. Thank you so much for being your guest, Carrie. That's marvelous. <laughs> now, Jo is is absolutely amazing. She's a lawyer and a coach, uh, a mum of three, and you know her her work history is pretty phenomenal because she started work in an international law firm in Munich, in Germany. And she um, headed up the legal and HR department of Germany's first private law school. All that has subsequently moved her on to starting up um, a business where she's a life and business coach for female leaders and also has a very strong interest in a new organisational model um, that is around reinventing organizations. Now, I haven't done this justice, so we're going to get Jo to tell us a little bit more about her story. But first of all, Jo, what puts that smile on your face and gets you out of bed every day? Because it's a great smile and uh, our listeners are going to see you smile when they see your photos. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. And thank you to all you listeners listening. Well, Actually, many things put a smile on my face, I have to admit. I'm quite a happy person, or at least there is a lot of happiness in me, as there is sadness too, so it's both. Um, I love our children, we've got three of them, so sitting at the breakfast table or waking up sometimes next to our smallest son, who still loves to visit me at night in my bed. So just waking up and seeing his face and then having breakfast and with my wonderful partner, Martin. So this really is the most important, I have to admit. It's um, the family relations with my own kids and partner and my parents that have grown from, especially with my parents, difficult relationships to to more loving, and stable and yeah sound relationships and this is to me the most important in life really well you know life is full of relationships isn't it people people are all around us they they don't seem to be going away we seem to to no matter how much technology races people are still a constant and there's many challenges you know um in in our relationships in families in workmates 
in organisations. Yes. There's, there's, you know, we're all interesting. We're all unique. Uh, we're yeah. all very special. We're magnificent creatures. How, just looking at how we are formed and how we grow, how we develop, we are quite yeah. magnificent. And I think sometimes, Joe, we we can forget that. We can only look to what's not working as well as we hoped or what's yeah. disappointing us or what trauma we've been um, subject to, what illnesses, chronic illnesses perhaps, or situations we've been in. But um, part of your work um, is around change, isn't it? And you yeah. you just go, I know um, in your notes you, you just say to me, well, you are the change, full stop, yeah. period, full stop. Yeah. You are the change and that's so important. And I think that mindset around change and belief is one of the things we're going to be talking about today. So yeah. you are so welcome. <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool, wonderful. And just a little note, I recently discovered that um, in psychology, like the studies, yeah, there are far more studies on illness yeah. Yeah. versus yeah. unhappiness, yeah. There are far more studies on difficulties, yeah, versus on positive change. It's so crazy. There's far more studies on fear versus on courage. Yeah. So mm. this also reflects um, the uh, the human mind, which is evolutionary, yeah, based on seeing more the difficulties yeah. than the positive aspects of life. Yeah. So it's like four to one. So our brain is wired. Yeah, from ancient times yes. to seeing more the negative things versus the positive. And so we would like to stress or to, to shift focus on the positive, but not only, but more, you know, so that's an equal, it's a balance and it's yep. a shifting back and forth, acknowledging yep. the past and perhaps trauma or whatever fear and seeing the positive seeing your power feeling your power in your body yeah <laughs> and um so yeah shifting shifting and playing around i think um we should play be more playful in life well we, we talk about playing in the sandpit don't we so i mean yeah. today we're, we've got a conversation we and we could say we're we're just sitting down um, over at the park, feet are in the in the sand. We're we're building as we talk. We we can we can use our hands. Um, some kinesthetic movement. We can tune into what's around us, and we can focus in on the conversation. And I think that's a beautiful way of looking at it. I was just thinking when you mentioned the number of um, pieces of research around either unproductive behaviors or negative emotions or difficult emotions versus positives or optimistic thinkers um, or people who say that they're they're more happy than than um, uh, down most most of the time they've got a strong mood it is to our advantage though now isn't it we've got so much data so much research on how we can make the difference how we can look at um, the skills and and the mindsets that we need to actually be able to look at our situations and go I am grateful for what I have in place because those negative emotions are quite seductive. They keep pulling you back and they keep telling you the story that you're no good, Carrie, or, you yes. know, Joe, you, you've just failed five times and you're not going to make it. You're, you're that big <laughs> that big goal you want, you're not going to make it, Joe. You know, yeah. I'm going to slap you around. But if we list, keep listening to that, <laughs> it, it's not helping us. So 
listeners, you're going to you're going to hear some more of uh, some very very interesting um, conversation today. Now, Joe, I know you have a beautiful story, a family story to tell us um, um, and to share about intergenerational trauma and and how that affected us. And I'd love you to to tell our listeners a little bit about that because it goes to who you are today, how how you show up and why you show up as you do. Yeah. yeah. Perhaps, Perhaps I actually oops, start with now and then um, look into the future and look back at the same time. Beautiful. So how did I come become a coach from being a lawyer in the international law firm? Yeah. So yeah. Um, it took me quite a while. <laughs> I mean, I'm 51 <laughs> now. It took me more than 20 years to take this decision. Even though, crazy enough, the first day as the young uh, associate in this law firm with a PhD, best grade ever, summa cum laude, yeah, so oh. PhD, associate, best law firm ever. And, you know, I stood there in this wonderful coffee kitchen, listening to the conversation. And I thought, like, am I strange? Are they strange? <laughs> Something <laughs> is not is not in concordance here. Something is weird. Yeah. And first, I took it onto me. I am strange, so I must adapt to them. What I the clothes I wore, like black, gray, you know, like the typical lawyer, like light blue. Oh my God, what's happening to her? So gray, black, blue. I adapted to their way of communicating. I adapted to all these behaviors. And to cut a long story short, 20 years later, I ended up in burnout. <laughs> so burnout and depression. And I had to step away from work for nine months to recover. And I did. Yep. Realizing that it's neither they are strange nor am I strange. It's about finding my power, talking powerfully and stepping into my power without criticizing others for being strange or wrong, just leaving them as they are and mm. stepping into my power. So after this sta uh, stage of or phase of burnout and depression in a clinic for mindfulness treatment of depression, a wonderful clinic in, in Germany, um, I relocated myself mentally and on the outside world. And thanks to our 16-year-old son, Ole, who said, hey, mom, you can be an entrepreneur. I'm like, can I? No, I cannot. I'm an employee. I'm a lawyer. I cannot. And he said, yes, you can. Of course you can. Mm. So I wondered, why not? <laughs> yep. So this is what I mean by stepping into your listeners, uh, my power to reflecting again, well, why not? Why if it, if it all works yeah. out instead of why if I, who should I fail? Why should it not work out? I love those questions. Yeah. And to tip, tip them, flip them up the other way. And instead of exactly. saying it won't work out, why should I try to what yeah. if it does work out? Yeah, exactly. You. What if it does work out? And we are so used to what if I fail? Yeah. yeah. This is again, evolutionary based. <clears throat> Our brain mm. is wired that way. What if I fail? What if the tiger in the jungle eats me up? Okay. Well, that's bad. 
But there's no tiger and there's no living in the jungle anymore. Yeah, we are living in office houses and family homes. So what if it all works out? Yeah, yeah. And um, you mentioned that I think to the switch from saying what if I fail to what if it works out was for me personally particularly hard because in my family we have this tr this transgenerational trauma like after the second world war my grandparents had to flee from east prussia they left everything behind so my mom was born 45 yeah her elder brother 42 so they grew up with parents who had lost everything we all know these stories so who yeah. couldn't take care emotionally of their kids so my mom, she felt I'm no good at all. I don't play a role in my parents' life because parents were in survivor mode. They yeah. had to. Yeah. So what she unintentionally passed over to me, you're never good enough. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. you are in a fight for survival. And thank God my mom started doing therapy already 40 years ago where in Germany this was not common at all no. there were hardly any therapists around yeah. but she did year after year after year and still we had a very difficult relationship very difficult with like years of silence and then starting again and breaking up and starting again yet we tried we always some part in us believed in the love that is still there even though how i call it this love couldn't find expression in oh. all the survival mode it couldn't find the true expression and yet for all you listeners it is always there yeah. even if you don't feel it this love is always there and i think the journey of life is to rediscover and to to open your senses again for receiving this love and forgiving it mm. and this was my journey and my mom and i we have come a long way <laughs> to also reconcile and to work on our relationship and we are now at the stage i would never have thought like three years ago that we ever reached this stray this stage of a loving still not easy but loving relationship so that's beautiful mm, that's beautiful i'm so pleased because there's there's so many um people who um i think find it very difficult to find the courage to actually step into um the possibility of a relationship when when that has happened and at the moment i mean a lot of the research is saying to us that they're all talking about traumatized traumatized students traumatized workforces the whole lot of um whole lot of things um so i love i love that so you're, you're really talking about a higher self aren't we we're talking about yes i'll just wait it's going to come again. Sorry. We'll just continue. They'll be able to cut it out. Yeah. No worries. <laughs> That's life. All right. If I can stop it. I'll just turn it off. That might help. Yeah, there you go. I can turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. So um Look, that's that's a precious story to to include um for all of us, um, Joe. Um and so out of, out of that, has there been um, um, something that you have you and your, your partner have deliberately done when you've brought up your three children 
I, I would I would imagine. Hmm. Yes, for sure. I mean, I started having children quite late when I, well, late, that's a judgment, but when I was 36, hmm. um, well, however, um, in, um, and I was also very happy to have had the time before for therapy. <laughs> I'm happy, yeah? yeah. So I was able, and, and thanks to my partner also, because he is wonderfully different to me. So <laughs> um, we managed to keep, of course, you never, I don't uh, strive to be a perfect mom. I think no one is perfect and I don't even try to. Yeah. However, I'm very proud that I think some of these um, mental limitations being not good enough, not worthy of love, you know, yes. I'm not allowed to be powerful. I did not pass on or we did not pass on on to our children. Thanks to the inner work yes. we have done. Yeah, it's inner work you, you may you are invited to do. And so, yes, I see we have got three very different children, two sons and a daughter who are compared to my youth and childhood much more free yeah free mm -hmm. and have less limitations onto their mental you know like functioning like yeah. say yeah. yeah and so they're more courageous and at the same time um also very much focused on relationships so i think it's both you know being powerful well, and fighting for your own interests and goals and yeah um, being concerned about the relationship, I think it's it's not an either or. I always think when you when you become a parent, there's quite a lot of reflection that you do and um, deliberate planning. I think about what it is you're going to do differently mm -hmm. to the experience you had of being brought up. So, um, and even now when I watch my children and as as their young parents what the difference is. So it, it's really a great reflection to be able to just watch. And one of my things, I suppose, if, if I had, I mean, hindsight's a wonderful thing. It's like, you can, it's like a kick in the butt, isn't it? Really in the bottom. Um, you know, if, if you had that, um, you know, that magic ball, you know, that tells you what, here's, here's the future in front of you. What are you going to choose, Carrie? This left or right or straight forward. If we had that all the time, um, that's the sort of the gift of our critical thinking. But I just love watching now how the young ones um, are being formed, how they're forming themselves. So we recently had a, a seven-year-old birthday and the request was that we went zip lining. So the three <laughs> grandparents <laughs> said yes. <laughs> so and then there was there were some others but the, the seven-year-old asked friend now his dad was scared of heights but he brought him along and said yes so he did it for his son as well but our four-year-old granddaughter in, in the Sydney family she stole the show she showed us how to do her breathing how to listen how to focus and how to then go no way, Dad, I can do it. I'm going before you now. You don't have to wait for me. <laughs> and she and I'm going, well, if she can do it, you can do it too, Carrie. So <laughs> but it's yeah. it's it's wonderful to watch what they're already learning to do. So their self-regulation, the way they talk about kindness for each other, the way they, you know, their arms are around each other. So this whole notion of of treating yourself kindly and treating others as you wish to be treated 
is is I think a very strong flavour in the in the world that we're we're bringing our grandchildren up and our children up. You are still you're still young. Yeah, so <laughs> I get to watch now. <laughs> yeah, and perhaps uh, our listeners now wonder what what the heck has this to do with leadership? <laughs> so I want Please, to reach yes. to listeners <laughs> so much because we are talking about like your core, yeah, your inner self um, and your confidence. And this plays out in private, in family relation, Christmas, <laughs> whenever, oh, yeah, speaking up for danger. yourself, yeah. <laughs> it plays out in family, yeah, um, reunions. Yeah. It plays out in your relationship to your partner, if you have one, yeah. and it plays out at work. It's everywhere. Like, it's just the everywhere, mechanisms. Exactly. And this is what I want to highlight. The mechanisms are always the, self, the same because there's yeah. only one Carrie and one Joe and one listener. So the mechanisms are the same. So even though uh, Carrie and I talking about like family or childhood or relationship, it's very useful for you to use in leadership settings. Yes. Do you speak up at a meeting only female or male? Yeah. Yep. Do you speak up to promote your career or do you step deliberately back because others are better than you or mm. are more apt and so on? So what I my mission really is, I think, to raise awareness for these core mechanisms in us human beings and then to make use and change these core mechanisms into being powerful and self, uh, and I don't know the English word, but full of self-efficacy, yeah? So yep. being yep. powerful, so promoting your interests and feeling that you live yourself, your higher self, your true self. Yep. This is so important in your career, in your relationships and in your family. Yeah, also your family's the relationship to your parents as yeah. to your kids. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to highlight that. Well, yeah. it's critical. And I think at the moment, the the world is calling us to look at different ways of leading. The last, I, I would suggest that the last three to four years, we've really turned a lot of things upside down, around about. Uh, we've gotten rid of a whole lot of things, but we've also added other layers. And I think the time is right to really look at what do we, how future focused can we be? How forward thinking can we be? Yes. Not just for today, but also for tomorrow, for those generations who will be leading when we're, when we've gone, when we've had our lifetime. And so I think when, when you look at it as I'm, I have one lifetime and it's precious. So what small ripple can I, I actually make? How can I, how can I make, um, you know, the the people that surround me, who challenge me, who love me, who um, can um, advocate for me as well? How how can I actually assist them? How can I pay forward? So, part of the conversation on thriving matters is also not just about me, the person, or Joe, the person. It's about what sits behind what you want to do how you're going about doing things why you are the woman or the person you are today based on your background and how can we all go forward how can we all help each other sort of flap those butterfly wings and spread some great intentions 
some true affirmations about how valuable and precious we are, but also some foresight and some wishes based on our values for what we want for the future of our, of our countries, of, of the globe, because we've got only one life to do this in. Yes. And we don't all have to do the same. That's, a, that's the beauty of this. We can all be very different. The licorice all sorts, I call my kids, and they just laugh. They go, mum calls us the licorice all sorts, and listeners would have heard me say that. But in their difference, there are still some strong core values that are that are similar, but they all are leading within their own right. They all are passionate about what they believe in. They, they're now you know, ad advocating more and more for what they will do and what they won't do or won't support. And I think yeah. leadership is is key to us. You know, this is 2023 and we have still huge conflicts around the world to the point where, you know, we're all sort of waiting with bated breath to see how far those conflicts will go. Um, we have we have a lot of people in poverty. The, the, the economic model that we have is definitely not e an equaliser. Mm. We have... We have interest groups that are still perpetuating a, a, a capitalistic viewpoint. So that's affecting the economies for many people. We have how many millions do we people do we have who live in poverty or under the poverty line or live in abuse or trauma or have no opportunity of, of being valued for their work? So our leadership at the moment, we really have a, have a chance to talk. That's why we have these conversations. How do we thrive in adversity? But how do we thrive and just go? You know what? Let's yeah. get a red hot shot. I've got something. To, I've got something to do. Something that I can share with others and help them. Help develop them. For sure. So different ways of leading and managing a firm. You mentioned <laughs> my book. For it's called For Purpose, and Thank it you. describes. A different model, more of management. So it's it's focused on the firm, firm mm -hmm. management. But of course, you need leaders, yeah, inside yeah. these firms. And I think the term for me personally, currently, um, it all goes back to is either conscious leadership or mature, mature leadership. Mm -hmm. I think this is the term I currently use. Of course, yeah. this is also involving. In the sense, meaning we need uh, leaders that are aware of their triggers, yeah? yeah, aware of the emotions, aware of their motives in order to rest and pause and then say, okay, again, yeah, what's the purpose? What's the impact? What's the vision? What's the mission whatsoever? And then go forward. But mm. I think mm. as in mindfulness, it's so important to to sense, yeah, to sense like triggers, motives and impulses to action and autopilot. And then briefly, one second, reflect, is this, yeah, useful and bringing forward either with the purpose, the vision, the mission, and then act, yeah. So this is what I mean by mature, like grown up. Mm. Um, if uh, as long as we human beings remain in the triggered little self of us that is not good enough, yeah, we are not mature leaders. Mature is grown up leaders. So I want leaders in the world who are 
grown up in this inner sense, <laughs> inner, grown yes. up, who, who relate on a grown up basis yeah. with others and who then lead the world. Yeah. You have, you have to understand yourself, your self-awareness. To be able to yeah. lead anybody and to lead yeah. yourself, you have to understand yourself and understand why you may get triggered, what you can do about it how effective some of your yeah. your strategies are that can work. And I think that's the beautiful part of it um, is, is discovering. And as we mature ourselves over decades of living, we, I think that's why we say we, you know, older and wiser, if we are really taking note, if we're really present, we can actually see our own path, our own journey, but we can also then relate that to, well, those that I'm working with in leadership, that's their journey can be different, but also valuable. But to lead others, you actually have to be able to understand and lead yourself. And I think that's one of the the, the critical skills that. Um, yes, actually, Terry, I think you can lead others without understanding yourself. This is oh, probably choleric or narcissistic or whoever, boss. <laughs> However, I think the world True. needs leaders who lead others and know themselves. <laughs> yeah, well, I think you're spot on. So I think those, yes, yes, you are true. There are plenty of examples of narcissistic leaders that yes. still do a good job of leading. I'd love to know who was behind the scenes and helped yes. with all that. So it's not you're not alone. You can't just be the captain of the ship, basically. That's yeah. A term sure. in Australia sure. that seems to irk. So tell me, tell me something that you're recently proud of. Recently proud of, yeah. So one, like, the, let's say, extrinsic thing I'm recently proud of is that I had my first live keynote, <laughs> live on LinkedIn, and it is about the culture, transforming the culture of fear that is present in so many organizations and law firms to a culture of connection. Oh. And this is like um, the best way to for psychological safety and mental well-being. Beautiful. So transforming the culture of fear into a culture of connection in order to promote mental well-being and I think um, at least so many law firms around the world I'm I'm also curious to know from you listeners yeah because I'm from Germany so yeah. you have the same experiences in where you are but at least in German speaking countries so many of the big law firms like 100 200 1000 members live in a culture of fear fear, fear, fear. Am I good enough? Um, did I commit a mistake? What does AYZ think about me? Yeah, may I go uh, home uh, at 7pm? Or what do they think? Yeah, will I make it all this fear? And in fear, we are in survivor mode. So we are not listening, we are not sensing into we are not cooperating We're in survivor right. mode. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. what um, I'm proud of, proud of promoting um, awareness for the survivor mode and fear and an option to act differently. This is actually what I'm proud of. And I'm also proud of sharing my personal story with psychological yeah, illness and say, mm -hmm. well, I survived it. I experienced it. 
There's a lot of stigma, as we say, yeah, or you, you shouldn't talk about your psychological illness. Yeah, you don't do this. This is bad. And I talk about it. Yeah, because I want to open up um, the road and the pathway into power and for others to show up and say, this is also a part of, can be part of leadership. Yeah, to be absolutely mentally ill and then to recover. So what? <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Well, so this we, is what I'm proud of. Well, thank you, Joe. And sorry for interrupting you just there at the end. I I look at um, our our reliance on medical practitioners, and we go we go to the doctor. I've got a sore throat, or I've got chest infection. I need a hip replacement, and so or Whatever, whatever it is. And a lot of the times there's a medicine that can be given to help alleviate some of the symptoms, right, um, and whatever. There's a, there is a stigma attached to, our ment to mental illness, which I think has been, I think the curtains, if, if we used a metaphor, I think the curtains have actually been lifted totally off that um, because it's not an isolated um uh, occasion now it, there, we have many many people who have got some indication I think the difference is our mental wellness versus a mental illness and I think there's some confusion at the moment and there's a lot of responses that we all make that are fairly normal responses to fear to mm. trauma um, and to this notion of I'm, I'm not good enough or someone has told me repeatedly, so this only story I keep telling myself is, mm. that, is that I'm, I'm useless, I'm worthless. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think, um, I think the beauty of the time we're living in is there's more and more um, assistance across, mm. across different countries and cultures. There's more and more that's open and out there on lots of different um, mechanisms like social media, um, whatever, you know, our access to research papers, programs, um, funding and all that sort of thing. And I think we've made some big inroads, but we've still got plenty to, to make. So any of the chats we have on Thriving Matters, we talk about this notion of thriving and it isn't easy. It isn't yeah. easy. Now you worked in all for all intents purpose uh, purposes you worked um, in your law firm as as to what was expected and what you thought was right at the time yeah the yeah. pressure yeah. there's pressure anywhere to bring in clients to the the, the dollar bottom line um, is you know and how the the passage through leadership as well is interesting you have to do so many hours it's like a a badge a badge that says right first step we're going to flog you and make you so tired that you'll fall asleep i mean look at doctors in hospitals the first thing that happens are their metatarsals collapse they're on their feet that yeah. many hours right so metatarsals what so we, you can understand what happens what happens to mothers with new babies mm. you know the potential for postnatal depression is massive depending yes. on how connected they are just like you said how connected they are to a community or to the support that they need. So I think we've got, you know, a red hot shot to to share the stories. People are curious about everybody's story. I mean I, yeah. I, I, mean, I think that notion of um, finding out, how did you learn to do that is, mm. is significant for us all. If we never ask, if we're afraid to ask, 
um, well, then we're not going to be able to dig into basically our own inadequacies or the, the things that we want to change in ourselves to get where we are. So I thank you for sharing sharing the story and being upfront. I think it's gutsy and courageous and, you know, I, I think the world needs our, our stories and that's, what's, that's what the world's getting at the moment, tons of them. So yeah. tell us, tell, I can hear what you love, but I want you just to pinpoint it. So now you coach. Now you're working with female leaders, you're very strong, strong um, um, focus on self-awareness and building up those skills. Is there something else that goes with this that you're absolutely loving in what you're doing at the moment? Oh, yeah, I love so many things <laughs> about it. I would describe it really, I love, there's very often in a coaching process, there is this like sparkling moment yeah where all of a sudden <laughs> doors open again before it seemed as if there was no way out no solution it's only like Sisyphus yeah I have to go and try again and all of a sudden there's a lightness and there's oh wow why don't I do this yeah whatever it is as little or as big why don't I sit in the morning and have my coffee for half an hour before going to the office like these small little things why not yeah. why don't I sit in a coffee shop before going to the office and just enjoy the sun you know these little things not like dramatic huge things and I, I feel I see it very often in the eyes of my clients they sparkle you know and they are so yeah and so when these options and when joy breaks free and love yeah and laughter yeah. i love this moment um in in a process yeah in a process of acquiring your power your leadership power and building on your self-awareness yeah oh beautiful thank you i mean that's um, a sparkling moment, I think, is one of those um, little um, tips or hacks that we can actually think about. When Even when we're by ourselves, we're not actually speaking with somebody or um, I love a sparkling moment and most people can tell you what it is. Now, I, I said to you before our recording today, I said, oh, I woke up and went, oh, great thing. I'm going to be talking to Joe this afternoon. She's right across the world. How many oceans have we surpassed oh, yes. in seconds? And it's a it's a sparkling moment to be, and it's so it's humbling. It's also a privilege, and um, I don't take the the conversation lightly, Joe. So we're getting very close to saying to people, "Have you got something that you really want to tell us that we haven't already spoken about today in this conversation? Is there some?" something that we need to tell that we haven't already talked about is there you know something about who you love to follow I know you know our self-confidence and our strength comes from lots of different things I think it's a whole ecosystem our whole well-being ecosystem needs boosts every now and then but tell us is there something we've forgotten to say so far Joe? <laughs> I don't think we have forgotten to say, but I would like to reinstate and stress, you can do it and you are wonderful, you're worthy of love and you will reach your goals. End of story. Uh, 
<laughs> and I, you wouldn't believe it, but in my notes, I just went, I just might use that on Joe early on, but you've just done it. So well done. <laughs> and I love, I love the fact that you also sort of, you talk about evolving or you just repeat what's already, that you already do. So I like this notion of not just being, but becoming. And I yeah. think that's part of thriving. We're all becoming to break the circle and for be be fulfilled in our life and our relationships. Joe, it has been an absolute delight talking to you today. Now, listeners, if you would like to contact Joe, super, super snappy name and email address. So <laughs> we'll put all of the details in the notes. But if you'd like to speak to Joe, you can catch her on hello at mojocoaching.de. Um, she's on Instagram uh, and also she's on LinkedIn. So you're going to find so. jo, yeah, Joe, you have been delightful. Based in Germany, I think there's there's going to be something that we do um, next year. I think 2024 is going to yeah. see together, Joe. <laughs> I am positive. I am positive. But look, the reason we do these we talk to ordinary gals like Joe, who are doing extraordinary things is because thriving isn't easy. But one of the things we have to remember is that we're precious. There's somebody out there that you need to connect with today, listeners, who needs a little boost. Just tell them you're just thinking of them. Send them some love. You never know what you get back in return. So listeners, if you'd like um, to know more about our guests, you've got to subscribe. You've got to give podcasters a little bit of love. So subscribe so you don't miss out who our fabulous guests are. Share this with somebody in your family, your friendship group, your work group. Um, we all love a little bit of love. So over and out, Joe. it has been such a beautiful day to have you um, as, a, as a conversation point today to, to, to tap into your wisdom your your life experience, all the joy that life brings you and your beautiful attitude to leaning into whatever it is that we have to do, whether it's hard or easy, we've all got to lean in and give it a red hot shot. <laughs> anyway, thank, thanks, Joe. Lovely to have you. I'll talk to you again, listeners. Take care. You are precious and your thriving matters. Bye for now. I'm Carrie Benedett, and this is my podcast, Thriving Matters. 